I don't care how fast a skater you are. If you don't play this game with a big heart and a big bag of knuckles in front of the net, you don't got dinky-doo. If you really want to know who I really am, I'm a hockey man. This is For Those About to Talk, a Columbus Blue Jackets podcast. The truth is, I don't really think about anything. I play hockey and I fornicate because these are the two most fun things in cold weather. With Dan Ducart from the IceTimes.com and Shane Gilfoyle from the History of Hockey podcast. Hockey is my life. to the show. Ready? Yes. Thank you for asking. Happy Sunday, everybody. We are back with our promise fulfilled halfway point episode of the um, the conference finals. So um, we're back. Dan, my friend, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm uh, sitting outdoors with the bird today because it's Quite comfortable outside, actually. I, I thought I heard some birds uh, tweeting, but I uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. Very yeah, cool. you know, it's it's not every day that it's it wasn't on a weekend in Ohio, so gotta take advantage of it. Yeah, or or that uh, if it is pleasant, you're stuck doing something else. Right, exactly. Actually, that's why I moved from an apartment complex that had a pool. It was torture. It was terrible because it was only nice on weekdays. And then when it was, you know, every now and again nice on a weekend, you had a ton of stuff to do. So you just got to you got to walk by the pool and see all these people just enjoying themselves, and you just were angry. It was terrible. Yes, all the time. It was, a, it was the kind of amenity you pay you pay for and feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> you never got to use it. it. Work. Yeah, exactly. So, In fact, I, I think our I think our very first episode was either just before or just after you were heading to a party at at the pool in your apartment complex and then just a few short episodes later i guess you 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 and carly were in your house yeah yeah that's what happened i'm sure it was before a party otherwise i wouldn't have been coherent but <laughs> that's true <laughs> outstanding how have you how have you been? Oh, not too bad. Been uh been busy at at work and and all of that stuff. Uh won't bore anybody with with those details, but uh last night and today were a, a super rarity in my life, uh in that my my twins, uh Jake and Lily, are gone. They're gone with grandma and grandpa. Um, to go see great grandma. And uh, so that's pretty awesome. It's actually really eerily quiet around here. Um, they they spent the night at uh, my parents' house and then they got up this morning, went up went up north and uh, and they're up there playing with with great grandma and hopefully having some fun up there. So, uh, yeah, we're we're taking advantage of an empty house. We uh, went out to dinner last night, which I honestly I don't know that I can tell you the last time we did it. I know we've we've had date nights and stuff, but uh, but yeah, it was nice. We we uh, got got more food than we could eat, 
and watched some some playoff hockey and uh, and we're doing some more hanging out today. So and that's part of the yeah. reason I get to talk to you on uh, the drop of a hat. So yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Where uh, where'd you guys go eat? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We went to a place in town called Shades on the Canal, Ooh. and it's uh, it's. Not quite a sports bar, but it is definitely that type of atmosphere. It's very busy, but it is a sit-down place. I, I'm not, I'm not too up on my restaurants to give you a, a good equivalent, but um, the food is very good. Uh, service is kind of you know whatever, but. Um, Food and prices are good, so it's you know it's it's a we we like to go there. It's a good place to to go, and they have takeout, just about anything you could want. So, um, yeah, so that's that's what we did, and came home, uh, stayed up way past <clears throat> way past our bedtime. We watched a movie and fell asleep. It was awesome. Very nice. Yeah. So. After my sip of coffee, um, do you want to get right into it with some playoff talk? Let's do it. All right. So uh, presently, the West, um, as of this recording, which is Sunday at 11, uh, 7, 18, clock just changed, a.m., the Nashville Predators are leading the Ducks three games to two. Um, and I've got a quick comment about that after I talk about the the East score, uh, and in the East, the Pittsburgh Penguins and Ottawa Senators are tied at two, but I think they play today, don't they? They do at three, yep. Okay, so that'll go one way or the other. I, I think uh, I think Pittsburgh will probably go up three to two. Um, but my real quick comment about, about the West, um, and, and we can go into this further. I'm sure you've got more, about, more to say about it than I do, but everybody – seemed to be really, really nervous about the loss of Johansson, which which totally sucks uh, for for him, for the Predators. But I really, totally truthfully, I was not all that worried. I thought that they certainly could lose the game. I mean, they, they've lost twice before, but um, I, I really thought they were going to win. And I think... Um, now that they have won Game Three or Game Three, gone up three to two, um, I think they're going to win the series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, they're going home, and they've been just about perfect. And uh, in Nashville, I think they've only lost the one game so far in the playoffs at home. It was the last one. Yeah, which unfortunately was more, to the Ducks. You're right. Right. I, I am a little bit more concerned just because, in, in addition to losing Ryan Johansson, they also didn't have Fisher. So that's their top two centers, and um, I don't know. That's just a lot of depth to to call upon to kind of replace that. And Anaheim's so strong down the middle with Getzlav and Kessler, and it's just that's like a definitive edge now to Anaheim. But I know what you mean because Nashville's. I mean they they're such an interesting team the way they're built. They're actually similarly built with both teams having just like fantastic defenses. You know that, like they, they, you might be able to get by without Johansson just because you might only need two goals to win this thing. Yeah, yeah. I find myself most interested in this series because of 
well, two things. One, it is just a war out there. Like, these teams are going to kill each other. I, I would say it's, like, not even close the intensity between the West and the East in terms of, like, physicality. That's fair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, for sure. And for then sure. the other thing, and I, I know that I, like, always want to talk about the expansion draft, but I'm so fascinated by it still. I think Anaheim and Nashville are, like, the two teams that stand to lose the most. And it just so happens that they're playing against each other in the Western Final. It's probably not a coincidence because they're going to both lose a really good player as it stands right now on defense. Um, both teams have four defensemen that they don't want to lose, that they can't. Uh, well, they'll probably have to leave one of them exposed unless they do the eight players and one goalie route. So it'll just be fascinating to see um, – where these, whoever, you know, no matter, both these teams are obviously great. After the playoff is over, how they kind of jockey to make sure that they don't lose one of these guys. Um, I will say this, like, this is the first year I can remember in the West where as soon as the Blackhawks lost, and both of us, I think, picked the Blackhawks for a while there to, like, they, they looked like a team that probably would come out of the West. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, for started, sure. It's so open now. Like, once the Blackhawks are out, and it's weird to say because, like, the Kings didn't even make the playoffs, but, like, once you eliminate the Blackhawks and Kings from the equation, like, it's kind of a toss-up, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as they were out, it was anybody's conference to win, I thought. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. So, it's I'm glad that these two teams are making a run. Like, Anaheim's been a good team for a long time, and so has Nashville. They just, like, haven't been able to break through They've kind of got like that Washington thing, but they don't get the pub because they don't have the Ovechkin and like all of that allure with like continually losing to the Penguins. But like the Ducks couldn't get to the, uh, they've only been to the Western final like once in the last 10 years. So like it's not like they've, you know, and they've been really good for a long time. So it's not yeah. as easy as, it's not as easy as just like, oh, well, we'll just win this year. Like it's, it's still a really hard tournament to win even without. Yeah, things, the things are, are, are finally breaking their way. Now they just got to get, you know, two more wins. And I, I want to just point out and tip my cap to uh, to the Ducks for how much travel they've been doing as a Western Conference team. First, all the way up and back to Calgary, and then all the way up and back to Edmonton, and then and now they're playing Nashville like they they're traveling so much it's it, it, I would not be able my body would fall apart by this point at this point in the playoffs yeah you're right it's incredible to me how how in shape these these guys are and they just they keep going like like it's just nothing it's it's incredible to me right and it's after 82 games I mean it's like it's such a toll and that's a good point, too, because in recent years, uh, the California teams have almost, it's, they've almost been light on travel in the playoffs just because it's just been a battle of California. So, like, Anaheim will have to travel to LA. Like, you can just drive there, obviously. It's like, I mean, don't get me wrong, LA traffic's the worst thing in the world, but, like, it's still a drivable thing. <laughs> you don't have to get in a plane to do it. Right. So maybe that would be faster. And, um, you're right, like, it's brutal this year having to go up to Alberta twice and then all the way out to Nashville. That's terrible. And 
if they have to, I mean, if they get to the final, like Pittsburgh and Ottawa are both just as far. I mean, obviously further than Nashville. Yeah, yeah. There's no easy way out for them. So that's no. So yeah, yeah. So if they if they win it, man, they they truly deserve it. Just on brutal travel alone. Right. Where are you at with the whole Kessler versus Johansson saga? You know, because I don't know a lot of the the background, have have they just been, like, chirping each other and getting in each other's face? Yeah, Kessler said something after the game the other day about how, or sorry, Johansson said something about how, like, can't believe that anyone even roots for Kessler. Like, how does his friends and family even root for a guy like that? Right, I, I remember and, that. Yeah, and, yeah, it's just been, it's just been dirty. There's just been a lot of, like, thick work and, Elbows and cross checks and all and just yeah just trouble. And, you know, but now obviously no longer because Johansson's been out. But, but is, I guess here's my question: Is Kessler like the the biggest villain? Not not even like left in the playoffs, just but like it used to be. You could say like Sean Avery or Brad Marchand or like oh like Matt Cook's a good example. Like is, who's like the biggest villain in the NHL today? Yeah, I definitely don't know the answer to that question, but. Um, to, to answer your previous question, what do I think about it? I think the whole thing is, is that's just sports, you know? I mean, you and I both play rec hockey, and uh, I'm using the royal we here, but we chirp each other on the ice, and I mean, I have people that I don't like, and I'm sure you have people that you don't like, and I don't... I don't go home thinking, oh, that guy's a villain. Like, it's just, you know, men are men and men are competitive. And, uh, you know, I was, I was raised when playing sports to, to not, not get any, not, let me start over. I was raised playing sports, uh, not to get in people's faces, but to, uh, take whatever hit it was and just keep pushing through and, and, and just, just working hard. And that's just kind of the, the way it was. Like I, I didn't really complain. Like if somebody hit me, it just made me work that much harder. And I don't, I don't even play professional hockey. So it, to me, it, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe a non-story. It's it's something that somebody's trying to make out of something that really isn't there. But to me, it's just it's just a sport. It's just hockey, and um, I'm sure that there is a line that is going too far. But I don't know, man. It it just doesn't. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. Like if they if they want to chirp each other and whack each other, then that's that's fine with me. But uh, I guess also I'm uh, you know I'm not in either one of those guys' shoes. So that was a long winded answer of. No, that's fair. I think I'm a little. I guess I'm a little different. Like I, I understand what you mean for sure, but I also think that it's different when you're matched up against someone in the playoffs for like a seven game series where you do anything you can to, like, get this guy off his game. And, like, to me, there's probably no way that Kessler hasn't crossed a line. But, to your point, like, Johansson should probably just deal with it. You know? and, and, so. and, and, and to, uh, you know, to, to look at, at both sides of the coin, 
um, if I remember correctly, there was the comment from Johansson after the game where Kessler, uh, Kessler really got into his head, and then the very next game, Johansson, Johansson ignored him, and Kessler was unaffected. Like, he just, he was a non-factor. And so that that can show you what you can accomplish when you just ignore a guy. Because a lot yeah. of times, you know, if, if Kessler really is that guy, he's that villain, then those guys and that just that type of human being in everyday life, they feed on attention. You know, they, they want a reaction and they want to get you off your game and to, to be able to draw that penalty, that retaliatory penalty, and and Johansson ignored him and and he and he had a great game. So I um so I think there there are two two ways to to look at it there. That's fair. Do you think that uh now that Johansson's out of the series that Kessler's I, for lack of a better word, game should or will change. You know what I mean? Like, should he stop being this, uh, like, shut down center type and stop, like, trying to get under people's skin and focus more? Not like he had been neglecting offense, but, like, his role definitively was to shut down Anaheim, I'm sorry, Nashville's top line with Arvidsson, Forsberg, and Johansson. Like, that was his role, and especially Johansson, because that's the guy he lined up against. Do you think that changes now that he's out of the series? Um, I mean, maybe a and little bit. Down. Say that and last part down. again. And them down in the series three games to two? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think your, your last comment that they're down, I think it has to. He's got some offensive ability, and... Yeah. Um, there's nothing saying that he kind of can't do both. I mean, he could still do a little bit of his previous role, but um, but I think he's also got to step up and and uh, get the offense going where where I think he can. Not that he's you know the kind of engine that maybe Johansson can be, but. Um, but yeah, I think it changes a, a little bit. At least it it should, because um, they, you know, what do they play tomorrow on Monday? Yep. They're yep. I, he has to. He he's got to do yeah. he's got to do something because if he doesn't, that's it. They've got to win two games in a row, and he's got to do he has to do his job tomorrow. And then if he does his job and they win, he's got to do it again on Wednesday, and that's right. that's it because there is no other option. Yeah, I agree. You know, this kind of got me thinking, just like, I, I've always, I, I think Kessler's like, I think he's a good player. I think he got paid too much by Anaheim, but I, he's like, I think he's really good at what he does. He's basically like, he's a probably better version of Dubinsky in a lot of ways. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, yep. But like, he's he's the same guy. Like He's a center. He's probably not a second-line center, but he's probably like your ideal third-line center, but he could be a second-line center when he scores, <laughs> but he's like very physical. Uh, he's a good guy to like line up against the other team's best player kind of thing. It's just funny. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because the Vancouver Canucks went from like almost winning a cup 
with Kessler and 11 when they lost the Bruins. And then they went from Kessler being that guy to Nick Benino being that guy. He was in Vancouver version. And then to uh, Brandon Sutter is now that guy. And it's just like, I'm not saying that's obviously not the only reason that Vancouver has kind of tailed off in the last five years, but like when you're, uh, it's just, you need depth down the middle and Vancouver has like completely neglected that. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they've been bad in the last few years. That was one of my like preseason predictions was that they were going to finish last in the league. The Avalanche had to, Ruin that. They finished second last, but like by a huge margin because Colorado was so terrible. But they're like probably the furthest away from the cup of any team, I would say. Yeah, I remember you, you said that in the in the middle of the season because we had a, a number of conversations about Vancouver and, and you repeatedly said that. Uh, well, I just think it's like. Oh, well, sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. I, I didn't really have much of a thought, just that um, we've, we've had that conversation before. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by Vancouver because they're like a case study of like how to not manage a team. Like they've traded away like all of their like at one point they've had like Roberto Longo, Corey Schneider, Eddie Lack. Like they've had like all of these starting goalies, and instead they're like, you know, what would be good like 36 year old Ryan Miller. They've had like all these like centers, and they're like, you know, what would be good Brandon Sutter. <laughs> like they've had an aging. Henrik and Daniel City, and they're like, you know, we're good. let's keep them around for forever because that's it. So they have, like, no top prospect in the pipeline. They, they're just, like, not a – they're just a terribly constructed team. Like, if they're in – I think every Canadian team of the seven is, like, trending up. Is there six or seven? Seven. Canadian teams. Seven. seven, yeah. I was like, is there – they're all trending up, or at least, like, stagnant, and then Vancouver's, like, still got more – down before up, I think. Yeah, yeah, they haven't. They probably haven't even hit rock bottom. No, I don't think they have, which is brutal because they're terrible. Anyways, that's my my last thought. Um, do you think that Nashville, without Johansson and Fisher, can win the cup if they find a way to win one of these next two games? Can they, they win the cup? I I don't think so. I mean, man, I just. <sighs> I mean, maybe if they played Ottawa, maybe. But if they play Pittsburgh, I just don't. I mean, heck, they, geez, they could get swept. Right. Um, well, yeah, maybe. You know, I, I really wish that Johansson could have played against Pitt in the final just because I wanted some closure as a Blue Jackets fan to know if that to know if Johansson could play against Crosby and Malkin. You know what I mean? Like, in the back of my head, actually, like, rooting against him i like him but just mm-hmm. so that like i wouldn't feel like i i it's so hard to know who won that seth jones ryan Johansson trade like we might not know for a few years because both teams like genuinely did benefit which is like a hockey cliche but like it really did happen yeah and it's so time, rare that that happens too it's so rare that, that happens um but like johansson's been the leading scorer for the predators and they're one went away from the cup so like it's pretty hard to suggest that Johansson hasn't worked out for the Preds. Like, this game he just missed last night was the first game since he's been a Predator that he missed. I read that. That's pretty amazing. Like, he played every game last year, every game this year. Like, he's been great for them. And Seth Jones has been great for Columbus. So, like, it's just, it's pretty interesting where 
those two are at, and I would love to see him try to face off against Falcon and Crosby. Yeah, just to see if it was uh, if it was a Ryan Johansson thing or if it was a Blue Jacket thing. Exactly. I just want to know. Like, can he be the one C that can play in the Cup final against like, Crosby and Malkin? Like, that's if there's no better witness test, or if there is a better one, I want to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So yeah, I uh, man, I don't know. I, I guess they. Can they win without him? Sure, anything's possible, but I don't, I don't, I don't think they do. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they do either. Um, let's move to the East then. Have you been, have you been surprised by Ottawa's ability to play right there with Pitt? A little bit, but this is not Guy Boucher's first rodeo either. He did this exact same thing in 11 with Tampa when they when they took Boston in the East Finals all the way to seven games and then lost one to zero without a single penalty called in the game, um, which is still one of the which was one of the, the best games uh, I've, I've watched in a long, long time. I still love that game. Um, so. No, I'm I'm not surprised because um, Boucher is a trap coach, and um, and I think he's very good at it. He's very good at getting his team to be very good at it, and um, and he did this this same thing with with Tampa. So is is he? And are they good enough to beat Pittsburgh, um, or or do they fall the same way that Tampa eventually fell to the Bruins, um, and then subsequently were not good at all the following year, and which is right. which is part of why he got he ended up getting fired. So, um, so it you know it's uh, it's it's a little bit refreshing because you know. Uh, when do we really hear about the senators? You know, it's kind of like, you know, they're they're kind they're just a small market team that everybody knows is in the league. But it's you know, it's like, it's kind of like the Blue Jackets, maybe a little bit different because they're a Canadian market. But sure. it's just kind of a team that that maybe not a lot of people think about or pay attention to. So I think it's cool. I think it's good for hockey. Do you think that? Uh, do you think there's a trap? You, you reference that? Do you think? Well, two twofold. But I'll just ask the one for now. Do you think that the trap is refreshing? Like, is it good for, you said refreshing when you were talking about the Senators. Do you think it's like a good thing that they are, let me just, I'll rephrase. Like when Pitt won last year, everyone was like, this is great for hockey because the style of play is like fun to watch. Do you think that the Senators employing a trap and having a ton of success with it, even if they lose at this point, it's pretty hard to argue that it hasn't worked. Like, do you think that, uh, do you think that that's like something that's like detrimental to the league? Um, I don't know if it's detrimental to the league, um, but it, is it the most exciting brand of hockey? No. But then you take a look at the New Jersey Devils, who who won three cups doing it, and also were, oh gosh, was it two thousand? Was it two thousand or two thousand three? I can't quite remember, but. They were the leading scorers in the league that that team and and ended up winning the cup. So 
Um, so if I if I'm a uh, if I'm a Senators fan, I say who the hell cares because my team is winning games. Um, hockey at large is quite honestly probably not better off for it because we live in a world where where people fans want to see scoring you know in basketball there there's a score every you know every couple seconds and we want that instant gratification and so maybe if you know if hockey is ever going to truly take that next big step Maybe we all need to play more like Pittsburgh. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, Do you think that they're as boring as everyone says they are? Yeah, I would I, agree. I can't decide if this is a group thing or if it's like... Like, to me, I, I understand that, like, they're not, like, as exciting to watch as Pittsburgh. But, like, they have some better-than-people-think offensive talent. Like, I think Bobby Ryan, Kyle Turris, Ryan Dezingle, like, Mike Hoffman. They have some players that are, like, good. Clark MacArthur. Like, they have good players. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're as boring as everyone thinks, or like seems to think that they are. I I would totally agree. I th- I think um I think maybe uh, trap hockey was was around in the in the dead puck era, and and maybe maybe people are still kind of reeling from that. But you know, I I, I guess my, my I guess I don't care because I like hockey. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But, like, Eric Carlson is, like, the antithesis of boring, first of all. Yeah. And, like, if, if you were, like, going to build a trap team, you wouldn't even want Eric Carlson to be, like, your centerpiece if it's, like, a true trap team. You know what I mean? Would you or would you not? Like, I don't know. Like, if it's if it's a true work. trap team and you're winning games 2-1 to one and 1-0... One to zero, Eric Carlson's probably not your guy. Probably not. Like, no, you would get a you like get a Scott defender. Stevens kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. So but like it's I don't know. Maybe the game has just changed so much. I don't think they're really they're playing a trap for sure. Like they are playing a one three one, which is like not unusual. They're just like doing it better than most other teams, obviously. I, I don't know. I, I get kind of frustrated with this narrative that they're like this super boring team. Because I I think that like aside from the on ice stuff, like I just said, I don't think they're as boring on the ice. But, like, they had some really compelling, like, off-ice stuff. Like, I think it would be great for Carlson to kind of take that next step as, like, uh, true. Like, everyone that follows hockey knows he's, like, great. But, like, he's, like you said earlier, he plays in a smaller market and in Canada. So, like, he, he's not as well-known in the state as he should be for sure. Um, Craig Anderson and his wife, who is battling cancer, Nicole, I think is her name, like, that, like that's a pretty amazing story. Clark MacArthur coming off of several concussions, even earlier this year in training camp. Like there are people to root for on this team that are not boring at all. And so I kind of just like I understand from a rating standpoint that the NHL and NBC probably don't want Ottawa instead of Pittsburgh. I don't know why so probably like they absolutely don't. But I don't care at all. Like I I, I think that would be. Maybe it's I, I just the it. maybe the 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 boring narrative, uh, especially now, is just the contrast of of playing against Pittsburgh, That's because true. Pittsburgh is so much the other way that by comparison, yeah, maybe the Senators are boring. But you know, I I loved uh, was it game three where they 
they beat Pittsburgh like five to one. Yeah, it was five to Like, well, was yeah, of course they can score. Like, of course they can be exciting. Yeah, it was four nothing after the first period. They won five to one. It was five nothing at one point. So if that's boring, then I'm willing to be wrong on this. I just think that everyone's overstating it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think maybe sometimes media gets a narrative, and whatever it happens to be, they they kind of cling to it because it's what they said initially, and they don't want to yeah. they don't want to change it up. So, but who knows? Okay, last last thing on the playoffs. Um, I, I just I want you to see. I'm gonna. It just came to me. I kind of want to see your answers, and I'll do my still while you're thinking of it. Top five players. From the remaining four teams that you want to see win a cup. Oh boy, top or another cup. I'll, I'll, I can. I think I can do it. So I was thinking about it during the last season. So I was just thinking, uh, like it's probably no one on Pittsburgh. Like I don't really care if anyone on Pittsburgh wins another cup because um, they've won two already. At least like a lot of them, some of them, the, the big guys. Yeah. Uh, and like Castle won one last year, so like. For me, like the number one person I want to see win the cup is Subban. Yeah, I, I would want agree with to that. Go back to Montreal. So Subban's my one. I think Clark MacArthur is my two, just because of the concussion stuff that I just referenced. I think it'd be awesome. Like he was so. If you haven't read his Players Tribune, do yourself a favor and read it. It's amazing. And he was like super close to being out of hockey, and it's just amazing that he's still here and playing. Um, it might have been a sports net feature now that I think of it. It might not have been a player's trip. But, um, so MacArthur's my two. I think three would probably be Craig Anderson, just because, like I said, with his wife and cancer. Uh, four. I guess, really, those are like my top three, and I guess my point is that if that's the matchup, it'd be Ottawa and... Nashville, which is what the league, I'm sure the league doesn't want Ottawa Nashville at their final, but like, I don't care at all. Like, these are the people that I want to see when they come. Yeah. I guess my four would just be Sid because I want him to win. Uh, even not being like a huge, like, anti or pro Crosby guy, like, I think it's cool that like an iconic player like him can like stack up cops. Like, I think that's cool. Um, and then. Five. Is there anyone on Anaheim? That would be cool. <laughs> Ryan Dezingo on Ottawa because uh, one of my buddies is good buddies with him, so that'd be cool. Okay, cool. I'd get to like, I'd get to live vicariously through him as like a cup celebration. Okay. Because he played at OSU with uh, this guy I play with. That's that's cool. Um, yeah, my five would be. Uh, let me just start in the. East it would be Anderson, Carlson. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't say Carlson. You're right. Carlson's on my list too. Forget Crosby. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and everybody on Pitt, you know, for the same reason as you said, everybody's got multiple. So um, going out west, would it's got to be. Subban, um, anybody else on Nashville? I don't know. I was thinking, like, 
Pecorine maybe? Like he's yeah, Pecorine would be cool because he's he's kind of I don't know. For the last few years, he's been good, but he's been trending downward, and everybody was was saying that you know uh, Nashville needs to expose him in the draft or trade him any chance they get, and um, and and now he's just come on like a. Uh, the the word is escaping me, but he's just. He's back to what he used to be, and I think that's so cool um, yeah, that great. that he can that he can come back like that. So yeah, I think he'd be on my list. So that's four. Um, Anaheim. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Like it might be cool to. I don't know. Maybe see Vermette get another one. Um, yeah. But I, that's not even a real answer, so I I don't know. Yeah, I think you know Bobby Ryan maybe. I don't think he he definitely hasn't won a cup, has he? Uh, no, no. So he'd be cool. He's an actual roller hockey player that's like kind of seen as the best roller hockey guy to make it to the NHL, and that that'd be kind of cool for like uh just in that circle that I used to be heavily involved with. So uh, there's a few guys, but I guess none of them are on Anaheim or Pittsburgh. So, like, I actually kind of wouldn't hate at all seeing a Nashville-Ottawa final so that I'm, like, guaranteed to see some storylines. Like, as, I, as I've gotten older, I kind of appreciate, like, the old guy who's never won a cup storyline. And there's, like, none of those guys this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's and like, Kimo Timonen or anything, a Ray Borg-type guy who's, like, just flash shot. And yeah. how uh, how great would it be for the city of Ottawa uh, for owner Eugene Melnick and the and the team in their case to get a new building actually in Ottawa in Ottawa like in downtown <laughs> yeah, Ottawa. Um, yeah, Melnick's kind of like a love him or hate him owner, and I know a lot of people like don't like his ownership tactics, but I think similar to how the Senators are kind of like mislabeled as the super boring team. I kind of think he's mislabeled too. Like he only spends like $68 million instead of like $73 million and everyone panics like, oh, the Senators aren't standing up to the cap. Like, I know they're not, but like, they're just kind of close. I don't know. It's not that big of a deal to me. I, I, I'm kind of lost on all of the Melma Kate, but a lot of people can't stand the guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have an opinion about him one way or the other, but you know, um it you, you have no argument once your team wins the cup. Yeah. So, you've uh, proven yourself. Yeah, yeah. You you don't you don't have to defend yourself at all. So that that would be great for him, it would be great for the team. Uh I think it would go a long way to getting them uh a new a new building. Um so yeah, okay. so I guess that's well, that's, that's what good, I have to say. Yeah, that's a good playoff primer. Hopefully, it's a little bit past the halfway point with two teams being well, one series going three to the other two too. So, but we we may be trending towards a few games seven too, which would be ideal. Um, just to milk this thing as long as they can. Um, 
Do you, I mean, do you care at all about the IHF World Championships? We haven't talked about that yet at all on the last couple podcasts that's been going on for forever, it seems like. You know what, man? I used to really, really enjoy it. I used to, after every <laughs> early end to the Blue Jackets <laughs> season, I, I would watch it because it was just... It was just more hockey to watch, you know, and, um, you know, I, I hate to always uh, throw my my kids and my wife uh, into the mix as an excuse for not watching it. But since they came along, it, it has been harder and harder to watch. Um, but I also find myself not caring. Like, I don't go out of my way to watch a game uh, if if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and I happen to land on a game I will watch it because it's hockey but I would do the same thing if it was any level of hockey and to support my my argument of just not really caring um I I recently sold my double IHF jerseys um wow so I just I kind of like I, I, I was, I was done, done with them, and um, you know, not wearing them. And I thought, you know what? If I can give them to somebody who will give them a good home and and use them, then that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, I, uh, I, I sold those. I uh, sold one to a uh, actually a, a, a U.S. soldier in Cologne, Germany. I think he was hoping the U.S. would would make the gold medal round, but. Of course, that didn't happen. So, um, but yeah, I just I find myself not caring. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I I think I used to care more about it than I do now, uh, despite the fact that I don't have a wife or kids. And it's just I I pay attention to it like from a French standpoint. Like, I I know who's in the final at Canada and Sweden. Right. I couldn't tell you like when it is. I didn't watch any of like the games this year i saw like some of the like, random highlights i guess i like kind of keep tabs on like how the avalanche players are doing but not i don't like i shouldn't even say keep tabs like if it's like if it's said on twitter and i happen to see it i'm the same it, way but, exactly but like i don't i don't really follow i know miko Randon got his ass kicked the other day and a hit an open ice <laughs> which is brutal but yeah um I don't know. I saw this one last time. Nathan McKinnon, Matthew Shane, Tyson Berry, and Calvin Picker, who are all on Team Canada, have won more games in the last two weeks than in the prior three months combined. <laughs> we just collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, well, Tyson Berry got hurt like wrestling in his own hotel room. Which opened oh up my god, that's right. I forgot about that. He tore a ligament in his leg. Answer to my questions. But I leave you with my questions. It's all very bizarre. But I don't know. Like Canada should win the world championships every year for the same reason they should win like the Olympics every year. Like they they can just send better players than every other country. But um I don't know. I I, I don't really care all that much myself. Um I I think it's cool when like young guys go over like when Wurenski played in it or uh, not like Pomper played in it last year. I mean like when young guys that like haven't even really played the NHL yet like it, yeah it's cool. But um, did Wurenski even play in it or am I thinking of somebody else? No, no, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I think he did. 
Yeah, some, it might have just been Comper that was on my mind last year that before he even played on the ad, left Michigan and played on it. It was like Tyler Mott, maybe that was a couple Michigan guys, but that was it. Like, their whole line went from playing in Michigan to playing in the World Championships with, like, Kyle Connor, Tyler Mott, and J.C. Comper, which is, just, I thought that was kind of cool. But I don't, I don't really, I don't really care. To me, it's like a Ovechkin's tournament once they lose. Yeah. Anyway. Um, NHL Trinket, uh, Buffalo hired their new GM, Botterill from Pittsburgh. He was like one of several AGMs there. Um, I think that's like probably a good hire to get somebody who's a, he, he seems to have been like in the GM rumor mill for forever now, Botterill. Um, so it's probably about time that he gets his own gig. Uh, I'm happy because it means like less talent in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and and yeah. also to to speak to that they uh, they didn't run off with uh, Bill Zito, our guy. So oh yes, agreed, I was agreed. I was yeah, glad he that he did not get taken. I think he's only a matter of time. I think like the Blue Jackets have a few guys that are like I think that like Brad Shaw, their assistant coach, is probably only a matter of time. I think Bill Zito, to your point, their AGM is probably maybe not long for that job. Um, like in a good way, like he'll probably get poached. Um, even like Brad Larson, I could see getting a different gig somewhere at some point. So they have some, yeah, they have some, some interesting, interesting guys that could, could take in. The other NHL story, um, is that the Suns traded for and have re-signed, uh, Ben Bishop to like a six-year deal, which, uh, means that the Stars now have like three, expensive-ass goalies on the roster between Niemi, Lennon, and Bishop. Clearly, at least one of um, Niemi or Lennon won't be there to start the year, if not both. But I, I think that that's the right move for Dallas to go get a top-tier, like top-10 NHL goalie. What do you think? Yeah, I, w- I would totally agree, because now they can uh, trade either Lettinen or Niemi or expose them in the expansion draft, uh, buy them out maybe. There there are a lot of options to get rid of that yeah. that dead weight. Do you think anyone would trade for them though? I don't – I mean maybe, but I couldn't tell you who. I yeah. <laughs> Vancouver? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. That'd be, that would be very Vancouverish. That. It would be, yeah. Um, I, I just don't – I think that like – what they'll, I think right, they'll expose both of them, obviously, because they'll protect Bishop. But, like, I don't think Vegas would take either of them either. You might have to, like, send them a pick and be like, please take one of our goalies just to get the cap off here. Right. They've got, like, almost $15 million tied up for goalies this year. Yeah, yeah, and two-thirds like, of them aren't any good. So. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and if they got um, – th- see, this is, this is really interesting because if I – mean, Dallas could be a team – that turns it around very quickly because they've still got their offensive threats. Now that they have Bishop, if they can Agreed. jump, if they've got, if they can dump one or both of those goalies, that frees up a ton of money to get some defense, maybe another scorer. Totally I mean, they could I, be I, scary real let, quick let if me, they let do me it right. Follow up on that. I, I totally agree. And following up on that, like they. First of all, they won a huge amount of the lottery. They moved up to the third pick. Right, which and they could they trade. Got, which they could trade. And they also um, 
people forget about this, but they also got another first round pick from Anaheim this year because Patrick Eve made it to the conference final with Anaheim. That was like the condition. So that pick went from a second to a first. So Anaheim, I'm sorry, Dallas has two first round picks. Now they have a goalie. They have a ton of offense. You know, I don't even know if they have a ton of offense, but like you have Ben and Tegan in their prime, which is like better than most teams can say. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I think they could like really flip that thing. If I'm happy, I look at this draft as an opportunity to like make some moves. Not maybe not even in the draft itself, but like you got two first rounds to play with. You're trying to get rid of two of your goals. Like who's your best defenseman? Like none of the above. You know what I mean? Like you can. And with the expansion draft, everyone like I think Anaheim and Nashville are probably gonna hope to like try to trade one of their defensemen just so that they don't have to lose them for free. Um, I, if they can't convince Vegas to like look the other way or whatever, so I think Dallas, you're right. I think they're like one of the teams. Winnipeg, I, I put them in the same category of teams that like can get good quick this summer. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. That's that's good. That's interesting. Um, I I still think that we should wait until after the playoffs to do like a deep dive on Vegas, but we need to have like a like a thorough podcast that's like dedicated just for it. <laughs> like Vegas expansions because there's like so much to dive into. Um, but I'm, like I said, at the top of the show, like I'm fascinated by Vegas and like all of the avenues and possibilities that are available to them in the next month. Yeah. A month, right? That's from today. I think a month from today is when the team's announced. Yeah. I don't know. What's today's day? Oh my gosh. It's the 21st. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. You're dead on. Man, how about that? Didn't even do any prep work for that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I don't have any parting shots, really. I, uh, I'm i hopeful, like I said earlier, that both of these series can start just because I am a slave to the game and I want to watch as much as I can. Um, but I, I don't... I don't really care who wins. I really don't. Like I, like I said, I think the league would be better with Pitt, and I think from my personal rooting interest. The guys I want to see win the cup aren't on pit. <laughs> so, like, I guess from that standpoint, Ottawa. And um, I find myself rooting for Nashville even without Johansson there, just, or, you know, him being injured. So, um, I'll be pretty happy no matter what, I think. Yeah, I hear you. So this this is kind of a, a, a strange comment to make, but I, uh, in terms of who who I want to win versus who I want to lose. I Now that Ryan Johansson is hurt, I kind of want Nashville to lose because I would feel bad for him that he is not in on the glory of winning. You must be the only Blue Jackets fan to think that way. I must be because I, uh, I, I've, I feel like you know the uh, the 2001 cup win uh uh for the avalanche peter forsberg was hurt but he's still a stanley cup champion that year despite not being on the ice to play a lot and and win it because he was injured so is there do you think amongst players a is is a Stanley Cup victory when you're injured? Do you think amongst players that is 
I don't know, maybe not as legit as as being there the whole time and and grinding it out and and really being there to win the whole thing. And and for that matter, players who come at the deadline and then end up winning the cup like, okay, like you were there, you won the cup, but you also kind of just showed up at the last minute and uh, uh, like you you showed up at the last minute of a bar fight and hit somebody in the head with a chair. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, you think of the Nashville Anaheim series? Yeah, like... I, no, that's how it's, well, it looks like a bar fight. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I know what you're saying. I don't know. I, I don't think a player would ever say that, like, on the record. I just I wonder if like, it's cheapened at all, if it's lessened. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I think that the Avalanche still very much appreciated Forsberg's contribution throughout the year. Sure, but yeah, I mean, he was, yeah, yeah. He certainly helped them get to where they they were. Exactly. Like, he still was, like, a huge, I I can't even imagine losing, like, how good was that Avalanche team to, like, lose Forsberg and still beat that Devils team? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That team was stacked. I don't know. That's that's a fair question. I, I still think that, Nashville just won last night without Giants, and like they can do it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, got, I, I guess I'm weird. Let's both like be on the ice. I think it's like hospital bed rest. I don't think. Yeah, you know I mean. Although who knows? I don't really know anything about this. Like, whatever he was diagnosed with, like I've never. Yeah, but what it was a, a emergency surgery on his thigh. Yeah, like I've yeah. never even heard of that. Even, I'm not even going to talk about it. Cause I don't know anything about it, but. Yeah. Uh, as long as he's on the ice when they win this thing, I don't. If they win this thing, I still. I. I don't know. I, I guess I know what you're saying, but I, I still think he's like heralded by his teammates. Oh, I'm sure. Thing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just a weirdo, which is fine. I'm. I'm. I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's reconvene here. Uh, once the cup finals begin and we'll do like a, a primer on that. Yes. And speaking of which the, uh, the schedule for all the games came out and I think the first one is May 31st. So we've got, we've got about what, nine days and then we'll do another, we'll do a pre cup show. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Tries to split the defense and walk in. Nice move. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Shane here. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We are also on Twitter at About to Talk. You can find Dan on Twitter at WowDanGoodPoint. His blog is TheIceTimes.com. I am also on Twitter at MileHighJacket, and my other show, The History of Hockey Podcast, can also be found on iTunes, and that is on Twitter at the H-O-H Pod.